We're in a patriarchal culture and this culture has a masculine bias and not that it's good or bad, it's just the way it is. And it is actually in the process of changing now and becoming perhaps more egalitarian. But in growing up in that culture, that affects us subconsciously and our programming in ways that we're not even aware of. And how now moving toward more of an egalitarian society, we can become more integrated and whole in being all of who we are. And yes, the striving and the achieving and the courage and the action is super important, but so are the times to have the discretion to know when to rest and be receptive and to back off and to use your intuition and to have more compassion, not only for yourself, but others. In today's busy world, how can we find the inspiration, knowledge, and energy to live a healthy and empowered life? If we balance and harmonize our mind, exercise our body, live according to the laws of nature, and connect to spirit, can we find a way to heal, become our authentic self, and live our purpose with love? I am your hostess, Amy Fournier, and welcome back to Awakening Aphrodite. Hello and welcome back to the show. In today's episode, I want to share with you something called the heroine's journey. I don't know if you heard of the famous story of the mythological hero's journey made famous and coined by Joseph Campbell. And it is the monomyth, which is basically a template that all human beings, psychics are said to uh, be patterned after. And it is basically the blueprint for the quest in the human being's soul's evolution, the journey of our lives. And what happened was Joseph Campbell realized in his research that all epic tales and all great stories had similar qualities, similar characteristics of the hero would go on a quest and encounter different stages of the development of their life and all return to the same place. So he saw a lot of common, common commonalities in the live stories of these people. And he termed the coin, he coined the term <laughs> the hero's journey because it was so common and it has since been called the monomyth. And yes, it's called the hero's journey with the masculine term, but you know what? There's a heroine's journey too. So hee-raw girls, here we go. So just a quick recap before I share with you the version of the heroine's journey, the female version of this mythical, mythical quest. I wanted to just recap the stages, the typical stages of the hero's journey. Uh, it can be anywhere from three to 12 stages, but usually it's around eight typical stages. And it starts with the call in that the hero feels this itching, burning itch they can't scratch, this need to venture out and conquer the dragon, if you will. And then the second stage is the threshold or the initiation. And then the hero, the third stage goes through challenges and then enters the abyss. And the fifth stage is the transformation 
And then, which is usually when the hero realizes the skills and talents and gifts that he or she has. And that's what is followed by the sixth sage, the revelation. And then is followed by the atonement, which has to happen before the hero ultimately returns back home. And that eighth and last final stage is called the return because the hero inevitably does a full circle emotionally and physically and almost always returns back home. And again, this is a story. Being a myth means it transcends culture, time, gender, age. It's a common human experience. And we find it in all the great stories of our lives. It's the story of Star Wars. Luke Skywalker goes through the hero's journey. Uh, the Wizard of Oz, Dorothy, goes through the hero's journey. She has the call. She crosses the threshold. She faces the challenges. She's transformed. She realizes the ruby slippers. She had it all along. And then she returns home. So all the great stories have this, this uh, myth, this crisis, the adversity, the transformation, and the return. So that's a little backstory in case you weren't too familiar with what the heck the hero's journey is. But again, I wanted to share with you the female version, the heroine's journey. So I'm going to share with you a passage I found from a wonderful book called As Above, So Below, Paths to Spiritual Renewal in Daily Life. And it's by Ronald S. Miller. It has a section in it on the heroine's journey. And... Here we go. To dispel our culture's negative associations with the feminine, many contemporary women have emulated the male heroic journey and have, have achieved hard-won success in the academic and business worlds. But according to family therapist Maureen Murdoch, women have paid too high a price for their advances. Adapting to male standards of behavior in learning to live logically and efficiently, they have sacrificed their health, their dreams, their intuition, along with deep relationship to their feminine nature. To redress the imbalance that has left them scarred, broken, and empty, says Murdoch, they need a new model of the heroic journey that honors their uniqueness as women. Women do have a quest at this time in our culture, she writes, and the heroine's journey is it. It is the quest to fully embrace the female feminine nature, learning how to value themselves as women and to heal the deep wound of the feminine. It is a very important inner journey towards being a fully integrated, balanced, and whole human being. The journey to wholeness begins when women reject the feminine, as in they see the weak, passive, and independent as the feminine, and they embrace their outer heroic journey to independence and success. But at the peak of their success, however, many women feel a despair and spiritually arid, and this leads to inevitably a descent into the underworld, where they encounter the fragmented, rejected aspects of their femininity, which were sacrificed during earlier phases of the journey. Ladies, does this sound familiar? In living in the male-dominated work world, how often have we sacrificed our feminine, softer qualities, traits, intuitions, longings, desires, softness, and feelings at the 
effort of of trying to achieve and produce and measure up and all these things, right? So this is what we're talking about here is that we have, we have sacrificed our feminine nature in our effort to, to adjust and achieve and, and, and do something in the world. So this is our journey back to being fully balanced and integrated and ultimately whole. So the descent, unfortunately, is often accompanied with the loss of significant relationships and sometimes even life-threatening accidents or illnesses. And this can bring women face to face with confusion, grief, rage, and despair. Describing this densely dark and unforgiving time, Murdoch writes, a woman moves down into the depths to reclaim the parts of herself that split off when she's rejected the mother and shattered the mirror of the feminine. To make this journey, a woman puts aside her fascination with the intellect and games of the cultural mind and acquaints herself, perhaps for the first time, with her body her emotions, her sexuality, her intuition, her images, her values, and her mind. This is what she finds in the depths. So after the period of descent, the heroine begins to heal the mother-daughter split, which Murdoch calls the deep feminine wound. Besides working on the relationship with her personal mother, she may heal herself through acts of divine ordinariness. And this is something that's actually uh, very uh, vogue right now, talking about making the ordinary sacred, you know, and the, your, your spirituality is how you do everything, right? It's not just like going to church or praying or doing your meditation, but rather in the mundane little things of every day, in how you wash the dishes, how you drive the kids to school, how you fold the laundry. And the term is called uh, finding the sacred in the ordinary. And here Murdoch is referring to it as divine ordinariness. So it's seeking the sa seeing the sacred in the everyday. She also may bond with other women through female rites of passage at women's gatherings and vision quests or establish a relationship to the inner feminine through rediscovering ancient images of female deities. In the final stages of the heroine's journey, the heroine integrates feminine values with the masculine skills she initially learned. This sacred marriage has profound implications, not only for the healing of women, but for the healing of the planet as well. The heroic quest is not about power over, about conquest and domination. It is a quest to bring balance into our lives through the marriage of both feminine and masculine aspects of our nature, Murdoch writes. The modern day heroine brings us wisdom about the interconnectedness of all species. She teaches us how to live together in this global vessel and helps us to reclaim the feminine in our lives. Yeehaw, don't you love that? So I wanted to share with you this beautiful passage on that the female journey, the heroes, 
and the heroine's journey are different and why they might be different. And that if you're listening to this uh, while I'm alive, which right now is 2021, we're in a patriarchal culture and this culture has a masculine bias and not that it's good or bad, it's just the way it is. And it is actually in the process of changing now and becoming perhaps more egalitarian. But in growing up in that culture, that affects us subconsciously and our programming in ways that we're not even aware of. And how now moving toward more of an egalitarian society, we can become more integrated and whole in being all of who we are. And yes, the striving and the achieving and the courage and the action is super important, but so are the times to have the discretion to know when to rest and be receptive and to back off and to use your intuition and to have more compassion, not only for yourself, but others. So that is the path of the heroine's journey and how Murdoch shares that as women living in the current age, we have to go back and retrace our steps to now incorporate all of who we are in that, in that path that we have laid before us as that remains. So I hope that gave you a little food for thought today, a little emotional fitness, because you know your thoughts are the food of your mind just like your food is the food for your body your thoughts are the food nutrition for your brain and how we think about things does determine our experience that's for sure so i hope you enjoyed the episode today and i already can't wait to be with you again would you like to support my mission to help empower people all over the world to be all of who they truly are if so please subscribe to the show leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend. And if you're looking to take immediate action to align your energy and optimize your health, visit amyfournier.com. Thanks for listening to Awakening Aphrodite. Let's awaken her together in you. I'm your hostess, Amy Fournier, and I already can't wait to be with you again and for you to hear what I have planned for the next show. Thanks for listening to Awakening Aphrodite with Amy Fournier. To learn more about Amy, check out her website, amyfournier.com. That's A-M-Y-F-O-U-R-N-I-E-R.com. You can also check out Amy's live and on-demand virtual fitness and yoga classes and sign up for her newsletter to receive a free mini ebook of three of her top tips for making holistic health a lifestyle. Again, that's amyfournier.com and get your ebook sent to your email immediately. Connect with Amy on the daily on Instagram at FitAmyTV, F-I-T-A-M-Y-T-V, and watch many of the podcast episodes and subtopic clips on her YouTube channel, which is also FitAmyTV. Enjoy, and we'll see you next time on Awakening Aphrodite.